G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Let's turn our attention to one of the routine adjustments or sometimes it's a struggle or a challenge of our Christian life. It's an element of being a Christian believer that we approach with the best of intentions but sometimes we find ourselves falling short. It's in this area of prayer. Well, our guest today has his own story to tell of how he's developed an effective prayer routine and regrets that he didn't do this sooner. Rob McDermott is joining us from the Gold Coast in Queensland. Hello, Rob. Welcome along to 2020. Hello, Neil, and thank you for having me on the on the program. Great to be with you. Rob, I'm going to give away uh, something of your age when I say you've been <laughs> 47 years a Christian. And, yeah. and uh, let me just say, and humbly saying, yeah. you have been very inconsistent with your prayer life. Yes, that's absolutely right, Neil. Um, it's 47, 47 years a Christian, uh, give or take. Um, so actually, I don't mind saying I'll be 70 in September, so you can roughly work out when I became a Christian from that. Um, early last year, uh, I stumbled on a book on prayer. Uh, look, I don't actually don't want to say the name of the book or where it originated from, because there were a few questionable things in it. But the main thrust of it was absolutely spot on. It basically said, we must pray. And uh, it said, there was a little sentence, I remember, prayer is as essential as oxygen. Now I kind of knew that intellectually, um, but the living of that uh, as a reality in my Christian life up to that time was very haphazard and sporadic. Uh, We have to remember too, Jesus said, not if you pray, but when you pray. In other words, it's really a mandatory, compulsory thing for the Christian to do. Um, This book also had a lot of very, very good tips on what I'd call the mechanics of prayer. In other words, the how-tos of praying. Now they're very flexible. We might get to to some of those, Rob. But let me just say, this is something, doesn't it, apply to everyone, no matter where you might be in church life, whether you've just joined the church and just started a relationship with Christ or whether you're actually leading the church because uh, because you've been serving as an elder, and I don't mind giving your church a bit of a plug, the Eternity (laughs) Church in Helensvale, a Presbyterian church. And you've held various ministry roles. You've been a volunteer Mm. chaplain in aged care. Uh, You're even a team member of the Australian Christian Lobby. You're an active man. And uh, you've got a diploma in theology, a certificate for in chaplaincy. But it's interesting, isn't it, that it's not qualifications that make you a praying man. What is it that makes you want to pray? I wonder if you've got your own thoughts about that. Well, look, Neil, just, uh, yes, that's right. 
you can have all of the appearances of being right there with it in the Christian life. Uh, and people would look at you and say, oh, what a, what, a, what a person. You know, he holds this position, he does this, he does that. And I've kind of been that way for many, many, many years in church life. But uh, when I came to, just backtracking a little bit to the beginning of last year, it sort of was a crunch time in my life because believe it or not, I was actually struggling with unresolved issues in my life and uh, many, many things that I, I wasn't happy about after all the years of being a Christian. I realized that over my whole Christian life, I'd never had an enduring consistency in prayer. It had always been sporadic. I might go for a month or so, maybe two months, but it would always taper out. And then I might go many months where I would think of God every day and maybe say a quick hello, but, you know, but yet I'd still be continuing all the church attendance, all the appearances, uh, all the duties, all the functions, even ministers, many of them, I've heard them say, actually, even they can have a sporadic prayer life. Well, all that changed last year. Yes, you're going to ask something? Yes, well, when you have, uh, as you say, some unresolved issues, and it doesn't matter where you are at in your journey on your Christian life, uh, you get to points where there's opportunity to have those things ministered to. And sometimes we do that by prayer or it's a seminar, something that we attend, and some of those things get worked out. And that in itself yep. is like a miraculous thing, and it's like having an encounter with God afresh. Mm. And does yes. that clear the decks, do you think, so that you are well, then attentive to the idea yeah. of prayer? Exactly. What happened with me was I decided, after I'd read this book early last year and began to really think about it, that I was actually going to not miss a day of solid quality prayer in the time going forward. That now dates back to the 15th of February. I can tell you the exact date because it's all recorded. 15th of February last year, which is about 17 months to the day. Uh, And I've actually done it. Now, I've never done it before. Um, How, one might ask? Well, (laughs) the short answer, sheer grit and resolve, but much more than that. I put certain things in place. For instance, I started not one diary, but two diaries. That might sound strange, but one just records dates and times. The other records a bit of content, quite a bit of content about what I actually pray about and for. And that, those diaries actually hold This is the way I work. They hold me to it because they don't get completed if I haven't done what I'm committed to. It works both ways. And I have to do what I'm committed to, to do, to put entries in those diaries. It's a funny thing, but for me, it has worked. Something tangible that I've has held me to it. I've changed a lot of practices. I never used to pray on my knees. This book talked about how advisable that is. I know not everyone can, but um, that heightens focus, focuses the mind, stops mind drift, which was one of the major reasons why I always fizzled out in prayer in the past. Praying audibly is a big thing. Never praying with a stomach full of food. (laughs) These are a few little practicalities. Um, Praying based on scripture. Very, very important. 
James says we have not because we don't ask, and often when we do ask, we ask amiss. We don't pray in line with God's word. Many people don't even properly know God's word. Um, and so I, I already knew a lot of most of this stuff, but it was refreshing just to encounter it again. And of course, attitudes, unforgiveness, grudges, all of these things hinder our prayers. They're all things that are very, very important. We need to study about prayer and get to know how it works. But most of all, we must commit and we must start a journey. And I believe it's advisable. I made it every day. And the reason was because I know myself too well. If I have a day off, that would extend to another. I decided to go every day. I've actually read, um, there's an American author, Tim Keller, has written a book on prayer. He had a similar sort of epiphany to me. And he's had a similar sort of journey of every day for many, 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 many years. Interesting um, that you say, yeah. Rob, attitudes and grudges, they can hinder yes. our prayers. Yes. But sometimes it's in the prayer closet, in the time of prayer, that those sorts yep. of things get resolved. So yes. if you don't get into yes. the prayer time, the thing that holds you back continues to eat away at you. But I wanted to ask you about... Yeah. The sorts of rewards that you have yes. for having this yes. routine, for making time to be in the presence of God daily, what sort of yes. rewards can you describe for us? It's like as if you're reading my mind, um, Neil. That was all the next stuff I had to get into. Outcome. What has it led to? Look, there's a 23-minute YouTube video by a guy, a guy called R.C. Sproul, or Sproul, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, Sprout. He was an American theologian that died in late 2017. One of his videos on YouTube is called The Sovereignty of God in, and Prayer. And, uh, you know, it addresses this big issue of, well, if God is sovereign and in control and all-knowing, why pray? And Sproul points out that God instructs us and commands us to pray. And our prayers do change things too often, we don't persist enough, but they do. Um, I mean, I've got a current example of some someone very close to me overseas that's going through a crisis situation. I've been praying for this person and this family for months, and lo and behold, they're in a terrible crisis now. And uh, this person has actually opened up to the possibility of prayer. Now, that's a miracle. I never thought, wondered if I'd ever see it happen, but it's happening. And um, But that's been persistent prayer over many months. But um, cutting to the point, um, Sproul makes this really grand point, and I love it. He says prayer mostly is for us. We don't pray to convince God or to control him. We can't, obviously. But our prayers and praises please God, and we are the ones who change. And that comes out in fruits of the Spirit. It comes out in attitudes that change. It sort of sneaks up on us, and before you know it, you think, wow, I'm not, my attitude is different to this person or that situation. I'm thinking differently. I'm seeing things differently. And then you think, well, of course I am. I'm praying. God's working in me, and things are happening. And uh, it's just, it's mind-blowing. It really is, but the journey has to be made and has to be persisted. At. And where it goes wrong is, a lot of people start the journey, 
get discouraged, don't see God doing what they think he should be doing, and they throw it in rather than, no, I'm on this road, I'm going to persist and see it through and learn and learn and learn more and more about prayer and how to function in it and how to... um, Well, Rob, your story is an inspiration. (laughs) I think listeners today will be inspired by your story. And just to say that you simply contacted me and said, hey, I've discovered Mm. a routine in my prayer life, been a Christian for 47 years. I wish I'd done this a whole lot earlier. But the discovery that while God commands us to pray, uh, prayer changes things. Prayer changes us. Prayer connects us with those that we pray for. Prayer births hope in our hearts and moves the hand of God. But as you say, and uh, reflecting on R.C. Sproul, uh, mostly prayer changes us, and we might say that we do that hand in hand uh, with the Bible open and uh, appreciating that God has spoken through his revelation. But just wonderful getting your insights, Rob. And uh, let me point people not to... Can I say one more very quick thing? Yes, Um, yes. Very quickly, very quickly. You've got to push past feelings. 90% of the time, I don't feel like praying. I almost, almost never feel like it. But when I get into prayer, often I don't want to get out of it. But you've got to push past your feelings, just like you've got to push past your feelings about going to work. And, uh, and you've got to persevere. And you've got to, have a, you've got to develop a certain tenacity. I am going to hold to this. Nothing is going to throw me. Because I have only survived by becoming entrenched and tenacious, particularly in the early stages when it would have been easy to quit. Sorry I interrupted, but yes, I thought that was important. It is important, Rob, and uh, (laughs) push past the feelings, develop tenacity, and Rob McDermott, part of the Eternity Church in Helensvale, the Presbyterian Church, and look, I often will point people to a website or a book or whatever that my guests have written, (laughs) but you contacted me. Let me point people to the R.C. Sproul YouTube video that people can watch and uh, you can Mm. simply Google that. You'll find that on YouTube. You said it's the sovereignty of God in prayer. Rob, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thank you very much. God bless. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.